and welcome to Shogo's podcast. So today, guys, I like to add again a little bit of information to the video I talked about why I won't buy katana that are sold on overseas websites, the sword online shops, you know. And I explained a lot of things in my videos in this podcast channel too. And、uh, there was though. One more metaphor that I found on the internet.、Oh, I forgot who said it. It might have been a random、um, comment somewhere, maybe on like a, like a, a popular、um, social media or something. But I thought it was really, really, really interesting. And、uh, I just wanted to share that with you. Oh, I remember now. It was actually a YouTube Shorts that talked about there was a. Man,、oh, I, I don't remember who, where he was, but he's a man who was originally from overseas that came to Japan, properly got the license as a Japanese swordsman, and as a real katanakaji, he actually invented a new type of katana that、uh, uses on、um, the basically uses different compounds of the tamahagane, changing it a little bit to make the katana even stronger. So basically, it's not tamahagane anymore. So he was he was supposed he really needed to get a lot of permission to make it, and he did it, and he was able to make a katana that was even much more flexible. They can literally try to bend it. And it just goes back to its original form, or they try to cut it, and it's actually sharper than a real,、um, than original katana. So basically,、um, it, it's just a very advanced version of it. And I think they they try to scientifically adjust the you know amount of carbon or whatever it is, and they were able to make this a really really strong type of katana in Japan, you know. And that was really really interesting. But in that YouTube short, that introduced the story about the new katana. Well, come to think of it, maybe it was it wasn't actually outside of Japan because maybe in Japan would be illegal. But、hmm, maybe it was able to kind of slip through the, the laws. I don't know. Maybe it was in Japan, outside of Japan. But anyways, he was a real katana kaji though. That's for sure. And he was originally from overseas. And Although he was able to make this awesome creation, a lot of criticism actually happened, occurred in Japan that that's not the traditional way to do it. That's not the original way we should, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, that's not the way it should be, kind of stuff. And、uh, that YouTube short was basically to say that it's a little bit sad that Japanese people are always so, you know, not willing to change, and it's all about the traditions, traditions and such. And、uh, in one of the comments, a lot of people in the comments were saying that, oh, there we go, you know, us being very Japanesey again. And a lot of people were criticizing that. But one person's comment there made me feel, wow, this is an amazing, very, very amazing way to explain it. And what that comment said is that, well, it really depends. It really depends on where you put the, your values, because. If you see it as a function, if you see a katana as its function as a blade, of course, making the steel better, making the ways of creating the katana better is a good thing, right? But what that person who wrote the comment said is that, please imagine though, this is almost like trying to say that let's rebuild a castle made by a single kuwar、uh, lord in the past. Let's try to recreate a castle. And see if we could、uh, try to make it as accurately as possible back in the time, and it's almost like saying we want to recreate the let's say the Edo Castle just like how it was in the past, and saying that well you know right now we actually have、um, better concrete,、um, better uh, steel 
um, structure to make the buildings, you know. And this is the newest technology and methods to rebuild the castle. And you, you do that. And that's not a castle anymore, right? That's not the castle that was built in the past anymore. If you really want to, for example, rebuild a famous temple or a shrine that's gone, you would need to use wood and the traditional techniques. It might not be as strong as the buildings that are built today, but that's the purpose of it, right? Trying to um, rebuild what existed in the past. So he said, the person in the comments said, it's either you want to do that or you want to create a new style of castle that is, what should I say, it looks like a castle, but it uses the modern technology, so it's basically a modern castle, or if you want to rebuild something of the past, both of these things should have values, was the opinion of the person who wrote that comment, and I was like, that is a really, really good way to explain it. Come to think of it, yeah, that's right, because katana is absolutely something that is historical, and trying to learn the skills of the samurai is something also of traditional culture as well, so at a certain level, you do need to try to, what should I say, understand the ways they did it in the past. And of course, there are a lot of things that are inconvenient, right? There are a lot of things that are insufficient. Yeah, insufficient, inefficient. Yeah, both. But it's some, there's some things that you can learn through that. I really, really feel that this is the most difficult part to explain when we talk about tea ceremony too. Especially because tea ceremony, in the end, is just a person making tea and serving it, making matcha and serving it. Why do you need all of those, you know, tiresome procedures? Why do tea ceremony trainees even have to, you know, walk on a tatami mat with a certain amount, number of steps? Why do they have to, to turn this way or turn that way or, you know, hold these items in this way but not that way with that item, you know, all, that, all these kind of stuff? What's it for? You know, it's, it's just sounds all very, you know, n needless, you know. You could just, you know, just whisk a matcha in your kitchen and bring it out and you'll have the same cup of matcha. You don't need to do all those procedures in a kimono and walking, you know, trying to walk as elegantly as possible. That's unneeded. But is it unneeded? This is the same thing that the katana swordsmith that I talked with um, in the video where we went to do the experience and I ex he explained to me about the three um, conditions of a katana that he believes in. And it's the sharpness, the beauty, and also that it's deified, that it's a god, right? Um, when someone puts a lot of time into creating something, there's a lot of feelings into it. And is that a ambulance, a car? I'm pretty sure you can hear it. But um, basically, the two cups of matcha, one that came out of the kitchen uh, while the person was wearing pajamas and just threw the cup at you, or one, the person prepared the matcha, you know, tried to um, you know, choose the best brand, prepare from a day in advance, you know, send you an invitation, you and uh, the other person wears a proper, you know, proper clothing. It doesn't have to be a kimono, by the way, when you take part in tea ceremonies. It could be any kind of proper attire. And um, the person, you know, wakes up very early to prepare for you. And you're really excited about it, too. You go to the party, you know, and uh, you say all the greetings and enjoy the um, atmosphere, the hanging scrolls, the flowers, the, the smell, the incense. 
And then gracefully, the host will slowly make the tea for you as you talk about, you know, just happy things and everything that happens in your life and if you're what you're enjoying recently and all that kind of stuff. And in the end, the matcha is served for you, you know? All these things, all of the effort that that person put into for that day, for that one cup of matcha, the meaning completely changes. So I think this is something that Japanese people basically invented because we lack so many resources and that everything, especially because Japan had so many natural disasters, it was very common for Japanese people, their you know, daily lives to be completely broken all of a sudden. So that's the reason why they were able to really focus on, focus on the idea of this may be the last moment for us to be together, you know. The very Zen way of thinking, you know, really focusing on this moment and on the now. So I really feel that this is also another important thing that we need to learn. We can learn from Japanese traditional culture, along with the katana too. Making everything very convenient doesn't always make us a better person, if that makes sense. Making something inconvenient and trying to advance ourselves to be able to handle that tool, or making something inconvenient so that you have more time to put into something that you're going to be serving or giving to a friend or a person who you love, actually helps you to express your feelings, your love to that person a lot more, that kind of stuff. So, because we know in modern day today, everything is becoming much faster, more convenient, but are we becoming happier? That That's a difficult question, right? So I think the same. that's the same as the katana and the metaphor of the castle. Building everything more convenient and suitable for this modern world isn't always the best. There are some fields where it's always the best to use the, the best technology for safety, for example, or more convenient, you know, living conveniently, you know, in daily life and everything, because I do not want to live in a castle, you know, a castle that was uh, built in this style 500, 600 years ago today in Japan, because if an earthquake happens, I would be dead. So I do not want to live in it today. But, you know, these kind of stuff that you do, like training katana, training in tea ceremony, and so on and so forth, these things that you do to basically train yourself mentally, make your life better. Sometimes it's better that you try to look back in the past and try to understand what the people in the past have learned through the inconvenience and what we have forgotten in the modern world today. And if you are the kind of person who really, really um, focuses on the function of everything, like any item or maybe the merits or the benefits you can gain from human relationships. If you're that kind of person, you might not feel the values of these things. Like why would you like you waste so much time on that? But I personally feel that this is the main reason why I love Japanese traditional culture so much is that they found so much value in all of the, you know, needlessness that we've been discussing about. And I think that's really beautiful. It's a timing that we get to be, it's really hard to explain, but be closer to nature, I guess, you know? And that really helps us define a different self in each of us. And that really can change your life. So I just really thought that this metaphor about the katana using the castle is really 
interesting and it really helped me to understand the reason why I love training in katana tea ceremony all the other things that I do right now um, once again uh, I really really want to continue training and although I really think that there's a lot of problems going on in Japan right now and um, definitely um, there's a lot of aspects to my country that I'm not proud of to be honest, that's the reason why I want to leave too. But at the same time, what we have um, nurtured through history is something that I really, really want to dedicate my life to. So then everyone, as I always say, the ultimate goal of my life is to make all Japan lovers' dreams come true. So I know there's a lot of people studying Japanese, willing to come to Japan to study, travel, work, or even train in traditional culture and such. However, I am very afraid that Japan will not be able to make everyone's dreams come true in the future because we're facing a lot of social problems, we are losing our traditional culture, and the younger generations who are supposed to be carrying on the good things about Japan are dying because of all the social issues being shoved against them. So I really wanted to dedicate my life to try, try to make Japan a better place. I want to try to solve the social problems, preserve and evolve traditional culture, and also help out the younger generations so they can have a brighter future. And to do this, the nearest goal I have right now <laughs> My two daughters are probably having a fight um, today, by the way, at the time of recording. Um, today is my first daughter's uh, birthday and she got a lot of presents and probably my second daughter is trying to play with parts of the toys that she got and uh, my first daughter is struggling to try to protect all the toys. She got like three or four toys, you know, and she's trying to protect them all at the same time and uh, it's basically impossible so they're constantly fighting. <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, yeah, we're going to be working hard to achieve our goal. Um, um, but why the, what did I just say? By the way, <laughs> there we go. One really uh, happy announcement is that the pictures we were talking about to create our merchandise, we want a real designer to write pictures of us in a uh, Japanese um, traditional drawing style. It's supposed to be ready in mid-September, so hopefully we'll be able to talk about our uh, new merchandise in the beginning of October, so I hope we can look forward to that. Okay then everyone, thank you so much for listening to today's story too. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye!